Are you ready to get going? I guess I am. I'm as ready as I'm going to be. (laughs) I really hope that you convey that attitude throughout the entire episode, (laughs) because I think that's what our listeners are really looking for. I'm going to work on that. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to tolerate my time here. You're welcome. (laughs) Welcome to Shit My Soul Says, a podcast about all things woo. I'm Jillian. And I'm Rosalie. And we are obsessed with anything having to do with alternative spirituality. And we want to share our obsession with you. Because woo is fun, but it's more fun with friends. I'm a reincarnation coach and energy worker. And I'm a practicing witch. So we've been around the woo block a time or two. Mm-hmm. Each episode, we will be digging into a different topic, from tarot to third eyes to energy healing. We'll share our personal experiences and offer you practical advice for your own practice. So whether you're new to all of this or queen of the pagans, that's me, (laughs) everybody is welcome. No witch card needed. This is inclusive woo. We just want to laugh with you, learn with you, and talk about some woo shit with you. So let's do that. Let's talk about shit my soul says. Well, Jillian, is it time for the weekly woo? Oh, Rosalie, it sure is. Why don't you tell our listeners what the weekly woo is? Oh, yes. Why don't I? The weekly woo is a time where Rosalie and I talk about some woo shit that we've gotten up to in the past week, whether it's something we've learned, something we did, something that happened to us, or what the fuck ever. And it just made us feel connected to the woo universe. The Wooniverse. The Wooniverse. Thank you. I should have gotten that. <laughs> Rosalie, I want to hear your weekly woo. You know, last time we met, I had this overabundance of weekly woo topics to choose oh, from. And this week, did. I'm like, nothing woo has happened, except tons of woo things have happened. They're just really starting to normalize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm like, well, that wasn't there very exciting. That was just, you know... That was just a normal woo thing for me. Um, But I'm going to talk a little bit about how the normal can be kind of woo. Thank you. Uh, And so specifically today, my family, me, my husband and my son, we went to a state park and we took my son on his first little hiking trip. It was just a flat trail nothing super fancy but in like a wetland and uh you know he saw he got to see a little frog and just i i really felt super connected with the earth i was in a state park the nature was beautiful there were lots of different kinds of ducks i saw blue herons i saw frogs i saw snakes slithering around we saw a huge oh. slug yeah oh. it, I mean, just the kind of like, oh, there's somebody on the path, slither away. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> nothing scary. Nothing like, this is going to kill me. Oh, no, it was definitely a garter snake. Okay, good. Which, if that managed to kill me, would be impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, as a pagan, for me, connecting mm-hmm. with nature is really, really important. But I've had a million reasons and excuses for not getting out into nature for the past, oh, I don't know, 12-ish months? Yes, past year, perhaps. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) And so it was just really 
it it made me feel more connected and grounded. And even though just going for a walk is just going for a walk, it's still woo for me. Absolutely. Because there's woo in everything. There really is. Yes. What I, was your week? Oh. You. Mm, I was going to let you ask me again if you wanted to. Okay. Jillian, what was your <laughs> weekly woo? I, uh, yes. I so relate to what you're talking about because on my bike ride today, I'm a little bike rider, a little cyclist. And I was just like, oh, I got to come up with my weekly woo. I'm like, nothing weekly woo has happened to me. And then I was just like, yeah, except for all of this. But it's just because <laughs> it's like so normal to me that I just don't even like it doesn't even strike me as something unusual. Um, so I actually have two. And one I do know is like a woo thing. But the first one is a follow-up from our last weekly woo, which Ooh. is about my dad and the vaccination. That's right. Yes. So last time we spoke with our listeners, my dad had gotten his first shot and um, he was waiting and waiting and waiting to get contacted for his third shot. He was starting to get stressed out about it. And I was just like, dad, let's ask again, my mom and your mom to hook you up for a shot. And he was like, okay, you know, dad. And um, (laughs) would you not believe it? Less than 24 hours later, less than 24 hours later, he contacted me. He's like, oh, yeah, I got my next shot scheduled. I'm like, yeah, uh uh-huh. Because we asked my mom and your mom and they got the shit done. Yes. Never discount loved ones who've passed on. No, but I love it because my dad has kind of gotten on board because, (gasps) yes, because like I've had other conversations with him because I talk to him every night and he's just like, you know, we'll be talking about something that I need, like a new laptop or something. And he'll be like, well, maybe you should ask your mom to help. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, I'm winning, I'm winning. <laughs> and just to be clear, Jillian's mother has passed on. Yes. So he's not meaning like, oh, ask your physical mother yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for <sorry>. money. <laughs> I know, I reference it, but this might be the first episode you've listened to. Yes, exactly. my mother passed away about three years ago, so... Um, anyway, but I talk about her all the time in the podcast, but she is in former physical incarnation. (laughs) That was really awkward to say. Sorry. That's an interesting way of saying she's dead, but yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I have to say, um, that's one of the things too, I guess this is kind of a segue, but that I really appreciate about Wu. And I know in our soul shit, we talked about like why we loved Wu. Um, But part of it for me that is really important is that I don't, my mother passed away three years ago and, and it's, and it's sad, of course, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel this gaping emptiness because, because of woo and because of my connection, I feel like I can just talk to her anytime or I'll smell her um, Mm. like her perfume or just feel like she's around or be able to see. So I don't feel like she's not, I don't feel she's out of my life. I just feel like she's kind of like busy doing something else. You know, (laughs) it's just kind of like that time. It feels like that time period, you know, I would talk to my mom once a week and it just feels like that time period in between those two times that I talked to my mom. Mm. That's really lovely. Yeah. So I miss her. Of course I miss her. And I certainly have moments where I like tear up because I wish I could call her and talk to her about something, but 
Um, but I don't feel like she's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. I am so ready. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are listeners, which is everyone because we don't record the video, uh, Jillian was dancing with readiness, just like shaking like a chihuahua. I was shimmering. <laughs> oh, is that what you were doing? <laughs> I shimming, shimmering, shaking, shimmering. All the things that start with an SH, except for shitting. <laughs> I was not doing that. <laughs> Unless you count like talking the shit or, you know. It's true. The, the shit that comes out of my mouth. Right. The shit that your soul says, Jillian. The shit that comes out of my soul. Yes. I was shitting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jillian, what shit is coming out of your soul today? Well, today, the focus of this soul shit, if you will, is going to be about chakras. 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 So we have referenced chakras in probably every single episode we've done so far. Um, And one of our listeners was just like, you need to do your friggin' episode on chakra because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, fair enough. Oops. Fair enough. So this is our chakra shit episode. And what are chakras? I know you are dying. You're asking in your head. I'm going to start off by saying. Oh, say it. Jillian is more of the chakra expert Mm. than I am. And that's not that I don't know anything about chakras. It's just that this is like Jillian's thing. Yes. One of her things. One of my things. So like when we talk about ghosts, that's one of my things. Or crystals, like our last episode. That was more of your thing. Exactly. But I will say that chakras are energy centers in your body. Yes. Metaphysical energy. Yes. So Rosalie gave the very down and dirty answer because she knows that I'll give like way too details of an answer. (laughs) Also, because like the amount that I know is infinitesimal compared to how much you know. (laughs) So I'm going to try not to get too intense about this topic this time, but I want to give at least enough for people to have some good nuggets. Now, first Mm -hmm. of all, also before we kind of dive into it, I think it's extremely important to um, indicate where it came from, um, right? Because it's very common for Westerners to co-opt ideas, and and this certainly could be one of those. Um, But the chakra concept, belief, all of that was discovered or originated in India and in Hinduism. And it's very much part of the, the Hindu um, belief system. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually where the, why the word chakra, it's a Sanskrit word, and it means disc or wheel. Because the idea is, you, well, there's seven primary ones, and there's a whole bunch of other ones too. But we're just going <laughs> to focus on the seven because we don't need to get too intense. Um, but there's seven primary ones. And yeah, they're energy centers in your body. And the way I like to think about them is like they connect your your physical and your spiritual, astral and emotional self. It's like they, they're they kind of like conduit or tunnel that connects it all together. And it helps you digest energy and feed your body and feed your soul. Yeah. And you can learn a lot as we will dig into. But I will say part of the reason I'm really into them is because of my work through energy healing. And um, I tend to really focus on chakras and reading people's chakras when I do energy healing, because you can get a lot of information about what's going on with somebody by like tuning into their chakras and saying like, ooh, there's some gunk in there. (laughs) So we mentioned that they're energy centers and there are, and I mentioned there's several of them and there's seven primary ones and they start at your, and we can go through these. But the idea is they start kind of at your tailbone. 
they end at the crown of your head and they go through the colors red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, all the way to the top. And they, they govern particular areas of your body and areas of your life. And you can Google it for more information. <laughs> you can Google it. <laughs> so I was just going to say that I used to be an acupuncturist. I've, now that I'm 40, I've decided I can say I'm a retired acupuncturist. Oh, look at you fancy pants. <laughs> Right. Not that I have like a retirement account from that time, but mm. whatever. <laughs> it's your it's your Medicare version <laughs> of retirement. In Chinese medicine and in Qigong uh, and Tai Chi, there's the concept of the Dan Tian, which is very, very similar to the chakras. And there's kind of a primary Dan Tian, which is more or less located where the second chakra is. And we'll get into where that is. And then there's a couple of other smaller chakras. But I just think it's really interesting that there is this separate culture that also has a very mm -hmm. similar concept. Yeah, of these energy centers. Yeah. And a lot of Qigong is about using your Dantian to move energy throughout mm -hmm. your body. I like it. You know, I don't even remember when I first learned about chakras. Like normally you're like, oh, this is when I, this is my first memory. I know, no idea, mm -hmm. no clue. Yeah, I don't know when I learned about chakras either, but I do know when I started to think of them as a valid oh, thing. Okay, tell me. As I mentioned, I was I went to acupuncture school, and that's where I really kind of found out a lot more about chakras than I had known before. And one of the things that I did a lot of was sound therapy. And for me, I was mostly using tuning forks. And this particular sound therapy program that I was doing, we learned a chakra balancing tuning fork process. And I was like, whatever. I mean, I don't care about chakras. I care about Chinese meridians and, oh, and yes. how things flow that way and, and what's up with this chakra thing. And we did this chakra balancing on each other. And I will tell you, Jillian, that was so profound really? having them balanced. Yes. And I was like, holy shit. This is why people think that chakras are a, a thing. thing because they're a thing. <laughs> because they're a thing. And when I have something that is designed to balance and energize my chakras, turns out I feel better. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's amazing. Yeah. So that was kind of when I really was like, yeah, chakras, they're real. Yeah. Well, I remember the first chakra I felt because now like I've done meditations and can like get in tune with all of my chakras. But the first one I felt is not a surprise. Are you can you guess Rosalie which one it was? I'm gonna guess the throat chakra. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> so the throat chakra is located in, in kind of the base of the throat, and it's the one that has to do with communication. And I have a Ex excess of energy in that <laughs> chakra. There's, so weird. It's like, so yeah, that was when I started like, oh, what's the chakra thing? That's the one I could feel. And it felt like kind of like a, like a buzzing is the way that I mm. kind of describe it. And it's just like, oh, yeah, okay, well, that's an active chakra. I guess that one's okay. <laughs> Maybe too much energy is focused in that spot sometimes. You know what? That actually helped me a lot because when I was a kid, you know, I talked a lot and I got a lot of flack for talking a lot. 
And when I, and I felt very ashamed of it, actually felt very like self-conscious that I talked too much, but there was, when I finally kind of got this idea that I had an excess of energy, I had an excess of verbal energy for some reason, like that just kind of was so comforting to me just for like, Oh, I have a lot of energy. And that's why I talk so much. So I have my nephew also is a talker and his Mm -hmm. whole life. I've been very focused on making him know that it's okay. Like you just yeah. have an excess of energy there too. And someday it's going to be something really powerful that you're going to be able to use. You just don't know how to use it yet. Yes, totally. I love taking your struggles as a kid with this chakra and with talking too much and, and using that to help future generations. Yes, and we can all do that in some way. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I have more stories. I have I have like one more story. <laughs> I want to tell my stories in associate with it as we go through each of the chakras. Okay. So why don't you tell your story? So my story is all about Jillian. I love it. I love it already. (laughs) This is my favorite story. Jillian and I, when we first met, we did a lot of exchanges for treatments and life coaching sessions and, and what have you. And I had been in an emotionally abusive relationship prior to becoming friends with Jillian. And I had a lot of anger and sadness and trauma. And I felt like there was this black gunk on my heart. And I didn't necessarily think of it as being on my heart chakra, but it just felt like there was, it was like sticky black ooze that was just creating a huge barrier in my heart. And I didn't tell Jillian that. I just, that was something that I'd been feeling. And I didn't really, I was like, well, I don't, I don't know what to do about it. I'm not going to talk about it. But she did an energy healing on me and she's doing her thing. She's got her guides doing their thing. And she's like, oh, there's something gross on your heart chakra. Jillian's looking like, wait, I did that? Yeah. I don't, this is the thing about having a bad memory. I'm like, this is a new story for me. <laughs> yeah. So Jillian was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's that needs work. And so she started working on it. And like, I don't know what she did. There was a lot of hand motions. Yes. There was some talking. Always. But I went in there to this session with Jillian with black sticky ooze on my heart chakra. And I left without any because she saw it. She sensed it and she took care of it. Yay. And one, I was like, Jillian's the real deal. Aw, thank you. <laughs> like Jillian is the shit as it were. Well, thank you. <laughs> and, yeah. So that's kind of my, my fun chakra story is you fixing me. I still had work to do. Oh, of course. I don't want to make people think like, oh, well, I was in a horrible traumatic situation and all I need to do is just cleanse my chakras. It's not that easy, yeah. unfortunately, but it sure helped. Yeah. It, it's like it cleans them so that you, I mean, because I said earlier, you're digesting energy and if you've got something, if, if the chakra isn't operating at a full efficiency or you've got something like blocking it, you're not getting nourishment to that area of your life. So you're like, clearing the crap out so that you can get nourished and then do that deeper healing. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I love doing it with life coaching because it like super powered the life coaching because then we got things clear before we started digging into the issues. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, it was awesome. Great. And it also like gave me a chance to kind of get a feel for what was going on with this person 
too, as we dug into this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was good. Okay, so should we get into the the chakras and just a really brief what they are? Yes, we're going to keep it really brief. There's a lot out there that you can learn about. Um, so we're just going to keep it very surface, um, but at least give you enough to kind of get a taste and a little bit of an orientation. So I figured we'd start with the root chakra and work our way up. Makes perfect sense to okay. me. So the first chakra is the root chakra. It's at the very base of the spine. Or the perineum. Or the perineum, as Rosalie likes to say. (laughs) Associated with the color red, because they're all associated with the color. They're also associated with the sound and many other things, images, whatever. And it really is about safety, safety, Mm -hmm. stability, security, feeling grounded, feeling Safe. I'm going to say safe eight times. <laughs> and it's also associated with like that particular kind of area of your body and also the lower back. So this is my one of my stories. Before you get into your story, okay. I actually have a question for you. Do. For me, it doesn't make sense that sex isn't part of that chakra. Yeah, but it isn't. And so I just thought I was wondering if you had any insight to that or if it's just I have an observation and it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because it's like more associated with your tailbone. And I know it seems like your genitalia is down there because the outside of your genitalia is right. But your genitalia Mm -hmm. is very much the force of it is about being creative. And Mm. the area that it is where you're actually creating is a little higher, at least in women is higher up. Mm -hmm. Right. And even in men, you know, your vast deference and all the insidey stuff. (laughs) The insidey stuff. The insidey stuff. That is the scientific term for male stuff. (laughs) That's insidey stuff. (laughs) I did at least throw down the phrase vast deference. So you got to give me a toot for that. I was impressed. It's the one thing I remember (laughs) from my high school anatomy class. (laughs) That's a strange thing to remember, Jillian. I don't know why, but I did. Fast <laughs> everybody's favorite male sexuality organ. No. Is it though? No, it isn't. No. It isn't at all. <laughs> but there you have it. But yeah, so no, the sex sex doesn't go at the root. Okay. Thank you yeah. for thank you for that. You're welcome. Tell me your story about yes. low backs or what have you. Yeah. So when I oh gosh, when I started life coaching. I was crazy. <laughs> I was crazy. Were. I still am. But okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm less crazy when it comes to this stuff. So I quit my job to start life coaching. And it's mm-hmm. not like I had all of the savings. Originally, I was supposed to have this job with this other company part time, but it kind of fell apart because the guy was a jackass. But that's another story. And it has nothing to do with woo. (laughs) But anyway, so I quit my job. And I really, I had like some retirement I was cashing in on. And I was very like financially insecure. Well, just about that time too, right after I had quit my job, I threw out my back really bad. Oh. Yes. Because the idea is, is when you're feeling unsafe financially, you're weak, right? You're weaker in that area. And so, you know, my back got thrown out. And the interesting thing is my brother, when he was out of work, he also threw out his lower back. So whenever anybody throws out their lower back, I'm always like, is something going on with you financially? <laughs> Do you not feel safe? It's funny because my lower back is actually hurting quite a bit right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel financially fine. <laughs> Miraculously. Yeah, so it's not a perfect science. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> But I do remember thinking it's like, oh, 
But yeah, the thing is too, when I, when I do feel under that kind of stress, unsafe, unsecure, it's just like, you know, I need to take extra better care of, of that part of my body. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Next chakra, it's orange. Yes. <laughs> it is orange because that's the color that comes out to red. Yep. <laughs> and it's the second one because that is also the number comes after one. Um, <laughs> so this is the sacral chakra and you'll find it. It's located just below the belly button. This one is about creativity and sexuality. So this one really governs your genitals and like your belly area. And also like this is the one, at least for me, I find it really connected to weight because it also has mm. to do with emotions too. Not like your love, your higher emotions, but more of like your physical body emotions. So sometimes if we're not experiencing our emotions or we have some disconnect with our sexuality, sometimes we'll put on some weight in our belly area to kind of be like a protective little layer. Would that also be like poop problems? Yes, poop problems could be in there. Okay. Just because I'm thinking of that location, the sacrum, mm-hmm. and that's that's where your intestines are. Yes, exactly. And your uterus and your bladder mm-hmm. and your vas deferens. And your vas deferens. <laughs> so here's my next little story. <laughs> oh, yes. Do tell. <laughs> I have a story for everything. So remember I did enter, I had all these clients that I worked with and I would do energy healings on them. And this is very early on when I was learning energy healing. And there's this man, I only saw him the one time, no idea who he is. Um, couldn't tell you a thing about him. But I did an energy healing for him and I got to his second chakra and I saw handcuffs. (laughs) And I was just like, I see what somebody's up to. I did not say anything to him. And I talked to my teacher. I was like, what? I saw handcuffs. And she's like, well, the way you talk about that is you say, I see that you like to play with power in sexuality. (laughs) I was like, good to know. (laughs) But I did think that was kind of interesting that I got the handcuffs as I was like, hmm. That's a very specific image, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the second chakra is one that I personally, this is my problem child. And this is the one where, like I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'll get woken up in the middle of the night and my, my guides will be working on my chakras. It's usually like the second chakra that feels like, ooh, something's happening here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think I'm a very creative person, but it's very easy for me to feel very blocked in that area. So I agree. But with me. <laughs> Got it. Uh, so then we have the third chakra and that one is yellow yeah, we are on trend mm-hmm. this is your solar chakra so yeah it's in your solar plexus area and this is where you really have your personal power and your confidence and apparently this is an area also associated with digestion so it kind of depends maybe like for example so digestion can be all three of these before we get really into it can you explain where it is? The solar plexus is right on your diaphragm. So it's mm-hmm. just below your rib cage and your lungs. And it's the mid part of your body that expands uh, sometimes, depending on how you breathe, uh, when you take a breath. Yeah, the diaphragm is directly above the stomach. So when Jillian talks about, oh, it's also digestive, it's because the stomach is mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. And there's a hole in the diaphragm for your esophagus to go through. Yeah, exactly. So there's digestion stuff there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a story. Oh, I think that one is probably my weakest chakra. Okay. You know, I have all sorts of fun digestive issues. 
but that my, my personal power, that's something that I really struggle with. Mm. And I, I think that's really common for women in Western mm. society because we're taught to not express our power. I think that there's definitely a, a connection between my digestive issues and my personal power yeah. and that chakra. And also, I have a very strong aversion to the color yellow. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I'm not alone in this, and it's probably also hormonally related. But when I'm super nervous, so this could be both like a third chakra and a first chakra not feeling safe. I just, I, I got to take a dump. <laughs> too, right? Yeah, that's definitely a, a, a thing that happens because of your um, adrenaline. Yes. But here's the thing. And I didn't mention this before, because I'm a horrible person. But <laughs> well, because I can't say everything all the time. I'm trying. The chakras are also each one of them is associated with uh, endocrine gland. Area. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So that's also part of the magic about how all of the chakras work is that they work on your glands. And glands are magical. <laughs> the thing about chakras is that they connect the physical mm -hmm. with the energetic and the emotional. They connect it all. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to have an effect on your physical body Yeah. because it connects that. Yes. So that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Good. I'm glad it does. I hope it makes sense to all of our listeners as well. Too. But if it doesn't, that's cool. That's cool, too. You don't have to be into this shit just because we are. <laughs> but I, I encourage you to give it a try because it's pretty awesome. Okay, so then we get to the fourth chakra, which is green. And it's the heart chakra. This is the one that whenever I would, because I would do the energy healings, right? And I would tell each, I would, nobody knows what all the chakras are. So I'd be like, this is your this chakra. And this is your this chakra. And I'm like, this is your heart chakra. You know what this is about? <laughs> like, we all know because this is about emotion and it's about love. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was always really beautiful when we do energy healings and to be able to see people's heart chakras in all sorts of different ways because you could feel how it would get locked up and how it wouldn't. This is actually one I have a problem with. Like when I tap into it, like I feel like there's a ton of energy, but I tend to have this pretty like I can feel it kind of being closed off. Mm. And that was actually kind of part of my weekly woo that I was going to say, but I didn't was oh. I've, I've been tapping into my heart chakra lately. <gasps> oh, that's good. I want to tell you this a little bit. This will be my heart chakra story. So I tend to get really paranoid that like people are angry with me or that I've said something that has pissed somebody off or they don't like me anymore. I get really, did I say this wrong? Does this, did I offend this person? Because I tend to be kind of straightforward. And so sometimes I offend people without meaning yeah. to. So I get really worried about that. I get in my head and I had this realization this past week where that's a that's a form of fear. And so for me, fear is the opposite of love, not hate. Fear is the mm. opposite of love. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of, I don't know if I was chatting with my guides too, but the idea was that when you are, when I'm in that place, I'm in the place of fear and I'm moving away from being in a place of love. And when you're talking about these relationships in your life, you want to be coming at them from a place of love. And so I decided to totally change it around and be like, you know what, this person might not like me anymore because of something that I mm -hmm. did or didn't do, or they didn't understand, or maybe I'm just making shit up in my head. That happens all of the time. <laughs> um, and I'm like, let me just be like, okay, that's how they feel. And I'm going to love them. And I'm just mm. going to love them. And I tell you, something has shifted in that where I just have gone into this place of love. And it's just like, oh my gosh, that's inside of me. 
like this feeling of love. <laughs> it's just awesome. And so I can feel my That's heart amazing. Kind of opening. And also like I noticed like going around town, like I'm getting a couple of like, there have been a couple of men that have looked at me and I'm like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> like I'm used to being invisible, but I'm like, maybe it's because my heart chakra is opening up. Yeah. So, I mean, that's and maybe your second chakra is also like flashing a little like, hey, <laughs> come at me. I've been trapped in my apartment for a year. <laughs> that could be it too. <laughs> <laughs> my second chakra had a lot of exploration. Well, let's not cut that part out. Let's just not say that. <laughs> I had a time period where I explored my second chakra without connecting it to my heart chakra and it wasn't very satisfying. Oh, that's something I'd never thought about. Mm, yeah. Connecting the, the heart chakra and the yes, that's sacral a, chakra. That's a thing. Yeah. And actually, if you do have problems in your second chakra, if you think you might, it, as part of your creativity and your sexuality, sending love to it. Yeah, connecting to it, feeding it, because we absolutely are often send so much fear or hatred to our sexuality. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and then it's also, I just think that's really kind of profound to think about that connection. And some people are totally fine with emotionless sexual encounters, but that's always something that felt really empty and not so pleasant for me. It was, it's never satisfying for me. It's never been satisfying. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that like I have had to be in love with everybody that I've boned, mm -hmm. but the ones where there was no emotional connection, it was very, very hollow. Yeah. And ones where there was a connection, it's like, oh, that's so much more satisfying. Yes. So yeah, that's really, that's really profound. I'm happy to ha have made that connection that everybody else apparently has already made. No, I don't think everybody, <laughs> everybody made it. We'd be a better planet. <laughs> I guess everybody who knows about chakras <laughs> has already made that connection. No, everybody is working on things. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to Jillian's favorite chakra, yes. the throat chakra. Yes. That's number five. And it's blue. And it's blue. And this is about communication. And it's also about self-expression. So we find creativity in the fifth chakra as well as in the second chakra, right? So second chakra mm -hmm. is about actually like creating things. Fifth is about creativity as, as in a form of self-expression. Mm. So this has to do with your throat, your thyroid, your mouth area. So if you have issues in that, if you like clear your throat a lot, <coughs> mm -hmm, there might be something going on where you feel a little bit blocked up or something isn't being mm -hmm. said that needs to be said. I also, I like that idea that that chakra and the second chakra need to connect for like true creative expression. That's mm. cool. Yes. I love that too. I had never made that connection before. Thank you. <laughs> that seems like a duh, but you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, we always learn. That's one of the things that Jillian and I can say is that That's we do right. not know everything don't and know we everything. learn every day. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Well, oh, so I know you've got to have a good story about your throat chakra. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I already told it, which is just like it's the one that I feel the most and that it's, yeah, it's just a big, loud one. Okay, so no cool stories about the throat chakra. No. So, okay, no good stories about the second chakra. Yes. Okay, so let's just move on 
to your sixth chakra, which is the third eye, and it's located kind of above your eyes and in the middle, just a little bit above, Mm -hmm. and it is indigo. Yes. Yeah, so this one's also associated with like your pituitary gland. As I said earlier, they're all associated with glands. This is your pituitary. Um, It's kind of like imagine you're like your your cyclops right there. So (laughs) this one is all about intuition, but it's also about imagination and vision. And I am tapping it as I'm talking about this. I don't know why. (laughs) Um, But it's about seeing what's ahead. So sometimes as I would... uh, do healings like it, it, sometimes it'd be like a, it'd be like a whole room I'd feel up there. <laughs> I don't know why I felt like a room, but like it's it's about like you seeing in your light. And so anyway, I'm hoping the story that gets told is one by Rosalie. I want to check in with you because you had a guide that put a stone in your third eye. That's right. And how is that going? So for those of you who haven't been listening to all of our episodes. At one point, I talked about how I was trying to get a spirit guide to come work with me. And this little indigo blue guy, so or indigo, I guess, kind of came and he jumped into my third eye and he kind of started polishing it. And just it turns out it was like this gem, like a faceted gem in my third eye area. And I wish that I had a really good story for you, Jillian. I feel like I've already told all my stories that have to do with Bobo, which oh, Bobo. is not his not his official name, but that's the name that we've given him. And he yeah. said he was cool with it. So I'm, I'm happy because it's a great name. <laughs> but I do think that I've noticed with that sort of polishing that happened that I've had a lot more psychic stuff happening okay. and a lot more intuitive stuff kind of coming at me. And when you say that it's also related to imagination, that makes a lot of sense to me because there's a a huge component of imagination Mm -hmm. in woo and in magic Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, visualize. And that just means imagine, right? There's no trick to it other than just you imagine something. And so I think that's really interesting. Well, I'm glad to hear that things are progressing. Yeah. And then we will go up to the seventh chakra, Mm -hmm. which is violet Mm -hmm. or purple. Mm -hmm. And it is located at the crown of your head. The top of your head. Yes. And this is the one that connects you to your purpose or to the divine or to just connects you to the woo universe yeah something bigger than you yeah so like this is also if you're getting information from your guides at least i do i get it through that the crown chakra there and i'll tell you like if you haven't gone and had an energy healing i hope you do after this episode because they're delicious i have given energy healings to people that weren't into it at all and they all loved it even (laughs) if they thought it was bs at the very least you feel like relaxed and like good Yes. So I went and got one. So at the time, I was dealing with depression. Um, I was in a state of depression. And mm-hmm. it was luckily it was just across the street from where I lived, the school, the psychic <laughs> school. So I went across, I had an open night. And I'm like, I'll just go over there and see what's what. So I went over there and got an energy healing. And they were like 15 minutes. They're pretty easy. It, this style, there's lots of different styles. And I felt like flames, flames. On the side of your face? On the side of my face. <laughs> flames. Heaving. 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 
haven't watched the brilliant movie oh my Clue, gosh, it's my favorite movie. Please stop what you're doing stop. and go watch Clue. It's the most important thing you can do today. Yes. <laughs> okay, so flames. So flames were coming out of the top of my head. So sorry. Did you feel the flames or did the person doing the work? I felt the flames. Okay. I felt flames, like energy flames coming off the top of my head. Were they purple? I didn't see any color. I just felt, I just felt them. Okay. And I said to my energy healer, I'm like, I feel flames coming off my head. Is this normal? (laughs) And she just kind of looked at me and she's just like, I don't know. But I will Perfect. tell you what, my my depression was gone. Oh. It was gone. So you just like burned it up. I burned it up, I guess. Yeah. So and I've had that feeling since every now and again. Not every time I get an energy healing, but sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Mm. Maybe it's just burning up all the hot air that's coming out of your mouth. Maybe. No, that doesn't <laughs> get burned up. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can get rid of that. No, it's solid. <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if that had to do with my crown or not, but uh, my crown chakra, but that's certainly where I felt it. Mm -hmm. Something interesting is I had a, I still have a friend who at one point she was saying that she really didn't feel like she was connected to the divine anymore. Mm -hmm. She'd had a lot of traumatic events happen in her life in a pretty short period of time. And she was like, I just feel like I'm not connected anymore. And I was like, that's crazy. Of course, you're still connected to the divine. How could that possibly not be a thing? And then and she lived in a different part of the country. But then when I finally saw her in person, it was like that chakra, like normally mm. there's there's like this sense that I get of a connection from that chakra to the divine, to the universe. Mm-hmm. And it was like severed. Really? So, you know, we worked together and I don't I wish I could say like, oh, yes, I fixed it. I I reconnected her to the divine. But I was like, holy crap, that's a thing. And I certainly worked with her to try to to help her with that. Well, you know, she has to be in the right place for it, too, right? She has got to be yeah. ready for it. Because you could, you know, that's the thing that I learned about with energy healing. Like, I could go and get everything in working order. But if they don't deal with, if they have a fear about intimacy, right, that fear is going to, if you don't heal that on a deep level, then that mm-hmm. chakra is going to slow down again, that second chakra. I think when you talk about energy healing, you're balancing or opening various chakras or, you know, however you want to view it. But that just helps the person to facilitate their body's own mm-hmm. healing process. Yeah. It's not in and of itself, like in my in my experience, it's not in and of itself this magical one shot and you're perfect, yeah. right? Like Jen. I was Right. Like I was saying about with my energy work with you, when you cleaned off the gunk from my heart chakra, I still had lots and lots and lots of work that I had to do. Mm -hmm. It's just that that one thing that was preventing me from starting was no longer present. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you know, and if you also have these like thought patterns in your head, perhaps, you know, if you do enough work on your chakra that could help alleviate them, if you're so used to thinking certain things then that's thoughts have power thoughts are thoughts absolutely energy, and then that's going to continue to put you so it's it's like we were saying in our crystal episode these are like it's it's like a mix and match you want to take a few different things and work on them together you yeah. know 
It's not a one stop shop. Absolutely not. And definitely try an energy healing, Mm -hmm. but don't just don't expect it to fix all of your problems. And don't be one of those assholes who like who's like, well, I went and got an energy healing and my back still hurts. Do you have a lot of those assholes? No, but you're ready for them. (laughs) But my experience is more with acupuncture which has physiological responses in people's bodies that aren't related to chakras necessarily so it's a different world yeah well we've been talking a lot about um block chakras i want to say a little bit more i made a shit ton of notes oh my gosh we've barely even scratched the surface of these and i'm looking at these notes and i'm like oh my god this is a tutorial so i can't get into all of these but i do want to say at least this and point you in a direction to look up some more information Mm -hmm. So chakras can be overactive, meaning, remember I said at the beginning, they're wheels, so they spin, the energy spins. Mm -hmm. So they could be too fast or they could be underactive, meaning too slow. And depending on whether they're overactive or underactive, you're going to have different sorts of issues, right? So for example, in your second chakra, because that's a fun one, hopefully, if it's overactive, you might be having a lot of reckless sex. You might be oversexed. Mm. But if it's underactive, you might be very disconnected from your sexuality and not mm-hmm. sexually, like not having sexual arousal, um, that sort of stuff. Sure. There's a lot of good resources online. I know because I made a lot of notes. Um, and what we might do actually, maybe why don't I take these and make these a blog post? Oh, what a good idea. I love that idea so that we can really dig into what, like what overactive and underactive looks like in each of the chakras. Yes, that is a great idea. So why don't we dig into some of the questions? For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, we do post in advance of our episodes what topic we are going to be discussing in our next recording. So follow us on Facebook or Instagram, and then you can always be in the know and ask your questions. We love questions. All right. So why don't you go ahead and ask a question, Jillian? Okay. So what is the most commonly blocked chakra in the U.S. and why? All of them, because capitalism is evil. Okay. That's the uplifting answer. (laughs) I say as I'm drinking my tea out of a smash the patriarchy mug. Yeah, you're in a mode. (laughs) I will tell you what my experience has been. I don't know what like the answer is. But I've, right. but I've done a lot of healings. I think the one that is the one that we have the most common issues with in the U.S. is the second chakra, the sexuality chakra. Okay. And why do you think that is? Well, why I think that is, is because that we are a country that has, we're kind of screwed up sexually, right? Yeah. We are, we have really disconnected our heart from our chakra, from our sexuality, right? Yeah. We have this history of puritanism where sex is bad, but we're still sexual beings. And so we have this hypersexualized culture too, where we're, you're supposed mm-hmm. to have sex as soon as you're attracted to somebody. You know, you, that's what you see in the movies. Right. And I think a lot of us just feel really lost and disconnected about really what's beautiful about sexuality. And also, it's also how we connect to our bodies. Like our second chakra is like a big, strong place about how we connect to our physical selves. And mm-hmm. I think in the U.S., we're just not very connected to our physical selves. Have you noticed any difference between 
men and women in terms of the chakras that are blocked? Yeah, I would say with women, I'll more frequently see like these really beautiful heart chakras. Mm. And I think with men, it might be a bit more guarded in the heart chakra. I think women have a lot more permission to be like these loving beings. Right. Well, and I was thinking that women might have more issues with their solar plexus chakra and maybe even with their throat chakras because of how we're socialized. Yes, how we're socialized. Yeah, sometimes it's a little hit or miss. I mean, I think there are some women that feel very powerful and they're very outspoken and... um, so I, I saw, I didn't see it quite as consistently one way or the other. Okay. But the second chakra is the one that seems to always kind of need a little extra help. And I think one of the things that really has highlighted that to me is because one time I did a psychic reading because I was part of this training program with somebody who had a perfect second chakra. And we were in this, there were three of us doing the reading and we were all like, oh my God, your second chakra is the best thing that we've ever seen in our lives. It was glorious. It was, I've never experienced anything like it, but she was like part of this ecstatic dance. Like that was part of her mm. thing. It was like this whole Native American tradition where she connected dance with sexuality. It was like. And she had a beautiful body and it was just like, I want your, we all wanted her second chakra. (laughs) I want her second chakra. So sometimes you can like match people's chakras. What do you mean by that? Well, like you can be like, hey, chakra, take a look at that one over there and see if you can't mirror it. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, you could do like matchmaking between two (laughs) people based on their chakras. And I was like, whoa, that is a whole new market that has not been tapped. (laughs) This is my new dating site. that <laughs> i mean they have dating sites for everything else why not why chakra not? compatibility chakra co- <laughs> hey you're getting your wiggly on i had to fluff my aura fluff your aura mm-hmm. yeah you just kind of fluff it you know you you do you fluff it you fluff it and it feels really good when you fluff your aura yeah. It feels even better when somebody else fluffs your aura. Mm, we all like our aura fluffed every now and again. <laughs> I need a good fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our next question is, do animals have chakras? Yes, they do. They do have chakras. Agreed. Yes. And you can actually, it's really cute. Go and Google it and you can see a little picture of your cat or your dog and see where their chakras are. And so the heart chakra on the cat, one aspect of it is actually between their shoulder blades. So I like to give my cat a little kiss right here in between their shoulder blades. Oh, that's so sweet. Or on their third eye, right above their, their head. So this is a cat story with the shoulder blade thing. My kitty cat, if I get just a certain spot right in between her shoulder blades, Mm. she'll start licking the air. (laughs) Like uncontrollably licking the air. That's so cute. She's tasting it. She's tasting life. (laughs) That's right. She's tasting the love that is coming into her heart chakra. Yes. I love it. (laughs) All right. So what do you do when your spouse, parent, child, cat, has their chakra blocked. I don't just like see people's chakras most of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not just like, oh, wow, your chakra's blocked. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's it's more if somebody's acting weird, I'm like, hey, you're acting weird. Yeah. 
Agreed. <laughs> and I don't really do anything with the chakras unless they ask me to. <laughs> well, I don't like it's not like I go around checking out people's chakras. I'm not intrusive. I if you if you if I'm giving you an energy healing, I'm going to look at your chakras. But otherwise, your chakras are your business. <laughs> so I'm not playing with your chakras unless you ask me to play with them. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So there you go. Okay, so this question is a little bit long, so I'm going to kind of try to Perfect. to sum it up. But one of our listeners emailed us, and she said... It's a great question. Do the chakras have to be in primary colors? I like this. Now, you may be asking yourself, what the fuck? Why are bitches out here wanting to take creative liberties with chakra colors? <laughs> but here's my beef. Until we get to the blue, indigo, violet section of the rainbow, I don't like the colors. Primary colors are, I don't know, off-brand for my spirit or something, which means that like 57% of the chakra colors are very not my palette. And the question is, can you change the colors of the chakras without messing with universal laws or creating problems? I thought about this. Mm -hmm. My first answer was... It's all about vibration, right? And the color red vibrates at a particular frequency. And so it's mm -hmm. like, it's really about that frequency that that's vibrating at. So initially I thought, well, if you pick a different color, that's a different vibrational frequency. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you go with a turquoise, like that's just a different feel than your, mm -hmm. than red, right? Right. So I thought, but that doesn't mean you have to use colors. Like there's no law that says, that, yeah, we, we love colors. We're visual you know, beings. So we tend to go with the colors, but fuck the colors. <laughs> there are also sounds associated with each of the chakras and there are mantras and there are all sorts of, there are images. So you could go with something else that allows you to tap into that. And then I kept thinking about it and I thought, well, you know what, as we've talked about this before, a lot of this stuff is really about helping you tune mm -hmm. in to your vibrational frequency and so if you can, I think it's a little bit more of a challenge, but I think it's possible. If for some reason turquoise really feels like safety and security to you and gets you vibrating on that frequency, mm. then yes, if you're using that kind of, I'm going to not necessarily like, I'm going to put turquoise right into my first chakra, but it's like, I'm going to resonate with that color to get that feeling for me so that I can take that feeling and put it in my first chakra. I really like that answer. And that's, that's a little different than what I kind of thought of. Yeah. But my first thought, but it's not that different. My first thought was do your woo. Yeah. I right? knew that was going to be your answer. That's my answer for everything. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, yes, they vibrated a certain frequency. And yes, the colors are there. They, they've been those colors for eons, right? And that's really helpful for some people. But when it comes to things that are woo, I just generally say, do what feels right to you. We're not into dogma here. We're really says. not. Mm -hmm. And somebody else might say like, well, the colors are the colors and fuck you. But that's not us. One thing that did come up, though, just in the, the course of recording this episode is where I said, I have a strong aversion to yellow. And it was like, oh my gosh, is my aversion to that mm. color related in any way to the blockage of my chakra? Interesting. That's an interesting one too. Does she have issues with maybe those chakras as well? 
Right. And maybe, maybe, maybe. not. But it's something to look at, right? Yeah. Like pay attention to those chakras that are the colors that you don't like. And maybe as you work with those chakras and work with those colors, you'll find that you like them better. Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, it's funny that you say that because my least favorite color is orange, mm-hmm. which is the chakra oh. that I have the biggest problems with. So this last question, we actually got asked by two different people. Oh. Yes. Yes. And it's, what do you do if you think all of your chakras are blocked? Oh, bitch, you're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) How are you alive? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) No. All of your chakras are not blocked. Something's getting through. They might be, you know, I know we've been using this word blocked, but as I said earlier, it's usually like under or overactive So they Mm -hmm. just might not be digesting. You might be malnourished. You have chakras, right? They're all going to, they're going to continue to function whether or not they're, they're under functioning. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You're still getting some input. Yeah. But if you think that all of your chakras are fucked, I would say if you are not someone who is already working with your chakras, maybe find an energy healer Mm -hmm. who can work with your chakras or find some meditations online that resonate with you that are based or that are focused on chakras. That's what I would do. Jillian, what would you do, Chakra Master? You know, I think that's a really good one. I've got a lot of answers. But the one that is really coming out to me right now is I'm digging a little deeper into why do you even ask that question? Mm. And I think you ask that question because truly you're they're not. Mm-hmm. But are you in a state of fear or a lack of confidence or lack of belief in yourself, right? Um, That you think that all of your chakras are blocked. So I'm thinking maybe, maybe just focusing on your solar plexus. Okay. That's the yellow one. That's the yellow one. (laughs) That's the yellow one that Rosalie hates the color of, and she's going to get a shit ton of yellow in the next week. I think it's just going to (laughs) happen. Or maybe your heart, if it's like a lot of fear too, that could also Mm -hmm. be your heart, right? If you have a lot of fear, your heart is usually closed up. So I would pick one that resonates with you that you feel called to work with and uh, do some of the things that we're going to tell you to do. You know, it's interesting you say that because when I do any sort of chakra stuff, I feel like I have to do all of them. I can't just focus on one because as soon as I focus on one, it's like, oh, well, now that one's all clean and shiny, but then I have to fix the ones on either side of it because then things aren't flowing as smoothly as they could. Well, now we know how your Virgo shows up. (laughs) Fair point. Okay. I mean, yes, it is ideal to have all of your chakras in alignment and all operating in full efficiency. However, that can take, if you're starting from zero, that can take a lot of work and a lot of time. Yeah. And it's also okay to just do a piece and work on a piece at a time. Whatever, whatever you feel like, if you feel like doing all of your chakras, do all of them. If you feel like just doing one, just do one of them. Yeah. Do whatever feels right. Do your woo. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about like what you, what you can, I mean, this is a good segue into like what you can do. So one of the things that you can do that's really easy is just put your hand on that Mm. chakra and imagine white light or any color light you want to imagine that feels good to you pouring out of your hand into that area because you really are moving energy that way. And and it's feeding your, and particularly you can imagine that light coming in through the top of your head 
out your arm, into your hand, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Pow! Your chakras lit up with magic light. Bam. You can also put crystals on the various points. You can, like we talked about, you can Google what crystals go with which chakras and you can just put crystals on them or just use a quartz crystal or an amethyst. It doesn't really matter exactly which one it is. It's just some are going to resonate more closely with others. But if nothing else, color uh, would be a good, mm-hmm. good way to start. Yeah, color is a great way to start. We mentioned at the very top of this episode that chakras come from Hinduism and they come from India. So yoga actually is also very much in alignment with this. We see yoga Mm. as a physical activity here in the West, but yoga Mm -hmm. actually is a branch of spirituality. There are different arms of ways for you to be spiritual. And some of it's through devotion. Some of it's Mm -hmm. through knowledge. One of it is through the physical. And that is, that's that brand of that half a yoga brand. But there are yoga poses that are specifically to help you with different chakras. So you can Google that. That's the subtitle of our episode. You can Google that. (laughs) Google that. (laughs) But when kind of quick and easy, like we've told you that where all of the chakras are, if you focus on moving that area of your body, if you think you've got a second chakra issue, do some hip circles, right? That's a good way to get it going. You know, if you have a heart chakra, like do some chest movements. I really wish we had a camera going because Jillian and I are doing these like crazy, like ridiculous movements right now to just get our chakras open. chakras are happening. It's the chakra shimmy. It's the chakra shimmy. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. We got to trademark that. tons of stuff. You can do meditation. You could do positive affirmations. You can use oils. You could do man- mantras. You can eat foods of that color. You can do all sorts of things. There are so <laughs> many different paths. Yeah. So just Google it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot out there to learn from. So you yeah, know. I really like to do guided meditations. And there are apps that you can get free guided meditations or YouTube that have chakra balancing Mm -hmm. meditations. And I'm sure that they have ones that are for specific colors as well, or not colors, for specific chakras as well. So start with Googling. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And another place to start with, we're going to give you two options on places to start. I'm going to reiterate something that Rosalie said earlier is I really do recommend going to an energy healer. And yes, some of them can be a bit more expensive. But you can actually find pretty affordable ones, too, Um, particularly if you go to a school that's teaching energy healing. They will sometimes do it for free or for like ten dollars. Like there are ways to give to get energy healings for free. And that gets you a good starting point and maybe can get you a sense of where you should be focusing on working. I will also add that there are people who can legitimately do energy healings from a distance. Yes, absolutely. I've experienced that and it was crazy. So don't be concerned that like, oh, you can't do it because it's COVID or you can't do it because you live in a place where there aren't people like you. There are there are reputable people out there who can do it from a distance. I don't know who they are. <laughs> so I can't help you. <laughs> I don't want to sh- throw anybody out there in the episode, but I might find a few people um, and I'll see if they do distance and I can link to them in the show notes. That would be amazing. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, sure. Okay, there we go. All right. Chakra. Chakra. It's the chakra shimmy. The chakra shimmy. It's the chakra shimmy. The chakra shimmy. We did not practice that. I can can you believe it? <laughs> we are just like so on point. We are nerds. <laughs> All right, so Jillian, I think it's tarot time. It's tarot. You know what we need actually? Jingles. We need a chia pet because that seems to actually be the theme of this like chia chia chia. That's what we're singing. We need a chakra chia pet. I would, I would a hundred percent get a chakra chia pet. What would it look like? I don't know. Would it be the images of the chakras, like in their circular forms going up, and they, the plants grew out in the shape of the symbol? Or would it be a chia pet that just had plants coming out of its chakras? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You need to write to chia pet and have their like designers come up with something. They do have that head. I could have them make a whole body. Yeah. Like they do it like a Bob Ross one. Yeah. And then we could put crystals in it and say activate. (laughs) okay to time to tarot time all right rosalie i think you are going to go first with your card because mine feels like a follow-up card okay well i if you've listened you probably know that i have a problem oh yes you do (laughs) and the problem is that i like to buy things yes particularly Um, woo things oh yeah particularly woo things so on an impulse i bought the kaleidodope swatches of chakra deck perfect yeah, when I was like, well, I have a chakra episode to record, so I'm going to buy the chakra cards. Oh, you bought the cards just for the episode. That's the best. <laughs> I have a problem. It wasn't just for the episode. It was the episode gave me the excuse. Yes, I gave you permission. They're very small, and there aren't a lot of cards in this deck. It's not, you know, your traditional tarot. It's not a traditional oracle. It's just colors. And then it also has the number of the chakra and then it gives like sub numbers and then what it's kind of focused on okay and the one that i drew was orange of course (laughs) and it's the second chakra which is the orange chakra and this one was emotions Hmm. the deck doesn't come with a book it has like a little website with some information but mostly it's what I was thinking is, what are the sh- what's the chakra that you need to work on? And then specifically, what aspect of that chakra is the one that needs the most help? So anyway, right now, it's time to work on your emotions, but not all of your emotions, just your second chakra emotions, which I don't remember how those are different. <laughs> your like your lower emotions what is a lower emotion jillian well your your higher emotions are more like spiritual like the it's like love Mm -hmm. love that's the stuff that comes out of your heart love compassion that like divine emotion Mm -hmm. whereas your other emotions are very much more about 
connected to your physical body. So they could be wanting things, desiring things, anger and things that like when you leave your physical body behind, you don't really feel them as much. Okay. Okay, cool. So yeah, it's time to work on those kinds of emotions, your lower or physical emotions. And maybe Jillian's card will add a little something, something to this. I sure hope so. <laughs> so I pulled out the Housewives Tarot deck because mm. it's fun. And I got the chariot and it's a station wagon. They're holding little soup cans that say, and the one right in the middle says risk. Oh. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. And there's a few others that you can't really read. So when I first pulled this, I, I the, the message I got was like, you're going places. Mm-hmm. You're going places. When you read the description, though, it talks about risk as well. Okay. And also the thing that comes up is in particularly in the rider weight, the chariot also is kind of about like being pulled in two different directions mm-hmm. and finding a balance in there. So I don't know. In all of that, this could be about in dealing with your emotions, take some risk. Yes. And in dealing with your emotions, also try to find the balance between. Yeah, that was that was kind of what was coming out to me was like, if you're feeling pulled in two different directions with your emotions, try to find that center point. Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling like you're really struggling with that, maybe do a little something for your second chakra. You should always do a little something for your second chakra. It could be something sexual. I'll let you fill in the blank on that one. But it could also be like hula hooping or... Or the chakra shimmy. Or the chakra shimmy or, you know, some good yoga poses. <laughs> I love me my yoga. Or eat some carrots. Eat some carrots. Eat okay. some mango. They're orange. All right. Well, Jillian, it has been fun as always. It's been a delight, Rosalie. Thank you so much for joining me here. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to our listeners for joining us. You, you are the most important part of this podcast. You are the reason why we are here. Absolutely. Because, I mean, we can talk into the wind as much mm-hmm. as we want to. But if nobody's listening, what's the point? Well, I would say this. Without them, we wouldn't have all of the accoutrements set up around us. And you and I would just be talking without mics. That's true. That's true. But I like the mic part. Yeah, it's it's for us. <laughs> <laughs> So never mind, listeners. (laughs) No, we really appreciate you. Please check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or our website, shitmysoulsayspodcast.com. And if you liked this episode, share it with somebody who you think might get a kick out of it. If you know somebody who has a block chakra, this is a way to subtly tell them, hey, you might need to work on this. Perfect. That's what we do. It. We love being passive aggressive here in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> so use our podcast to help with that. That's great. Thanks. If you enjoy our podcast, we would love it if you would go to our fundraising website, Kofi. That's k o f i dot com slash shit. My soul says. And you can give us a contribution of any amount of money and every dollar makes such a huge difference to us. And when you become a Kofi supporter, you get a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. So just to give you a clue, we've been recording this episode for over an hour and a half, but the episode is only an hour long. So we take a lot of those tidbits out and we share them with our Kofi people. And on that note, do your woo. Yes, do 
your will. And tell us, what shit does your soul say? Yes, what shit does your soul say? Bye! Bye!